0: Welcome to Sports with Friends. This is episode 328. How is everybody doing? I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. And if you're listening to this in the future, well, let me know how the flying car is. And also, just know, I need some answers about what's going on in the sports world these days. We are going to be talking to former NBA center Chris Dudley today. Uh, He is a former player who also is working with a new company that is talking about COVID. They are doing antibody tests. And there's a real strong argument that antibody tests are going to be how this world kind of gets back to normal. uh, That plus vaccines. And we will get into all of that. I I will ask all of of it to Mr. Dudley. Uh, It's also the final. It's also championship week of college football all the conference championships are happening this week and patrick morrow the head odds maker at BovadaSportsbook.com, is here with a preview patrick
1: well while you guys are talking hoops i just want to unequivocally deny i will not be leaving bovada for the head coaching role at lsu
0: yes the uh, college coaching carousel yeah there's a lot going on there we'll talk about all the football in just a second with patrick Chris Dudley played 886 games across 16 seasons in the NBA. He played for the Cleveland Cavaliers, the New Jersey Nets, the Portland Trailblazers twice, the New York Knicks, and the Phoenix Suns. He played in the 1999 NBA Finals with the Knicks. He's also the first NBA player in history with type 1 diabetes and the founder of the Chris Dudley Foundation. We'll ask him about that. He also had a career in politics. He was the Republican nominee for governor of Oregon back in 2010. Chris Dudley, first of all, uh, welcome to the podcast. Congratulations on your NBA career. Let's get that out of the way. I I I've watched you play so many games uh, when I was too young to do interviews. So now the fact that you're on this podcast, everything comes full circle. Thanks so much, man. I hope you're doing well.
2: Well, I'm doing great and I appreciate it. And, and thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. You,
0: you know, uh, in this podcast, you know, uh, in the 18 months, uh, of COVID, um, I'd be lying if I said that, you know, we hadn't addressed it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the only thing going on in the world. Uh, I remember we did a month of the podcast where I interviewed the busiest people in sports that were doing nothing because they would never be able to come on otherwise, you know, like yeah. Ian Eagle or, uh, Kenny Albert, you know, like, like <laughs> people who bounce around, bounce around, bounce around. What has the last two years been for you? You're very active. Um, What has it all been like for you um, safety wise, but also
2: in your lifetime, in your personal life? I think, uh, you know, safety wise, obviously dealt with the same things everybody else dealt with and, and fortunate in that where I I spent time in both uh, San Diego and Oregon that, Mm-hmm. The, able to get outdoors and it's uh, uh, have areas around the trails and different things so i was not you know I, I talked to friends who were cooped up in a condo in New york City that's it sucked yeah yeah that, yeah that's true um, i felt bad yeah and, and having to take an elevator every day or what whatever it might be i was not in that situation so we we're very fortunate in that regard um i think the personally it was it was a, a interesting time and in that uh, supposed to be in we were getting ready to be empty nesters and instead mm-hmm. uh uh because covid started during our youngest son's senior year so uh, right worst. after, yeah yeah basketball had just finished for him and yep. it just hit you know in march and then so he of course missed graduation and yep going uh whatever, all the trips and whatever stuff they do for the parties and uh,
0: yeah, all, all the, yeah, all the, all the best part of, of high school or college, best part is of high school. <laughs> the last three months.
2: It's, it's the thing you remember the most. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then he uh, also got hurt on the next part because he was a freshman. He was going to play basketball playing Loma, COVID. He got hurt. Anyway, it just wasn't, it was so, I, I feel bad for that age group. Um, yeah. They, they, they probably, that's probably one of the, well, it, hurt. it was tough for everybody in, in college and high school, but that was a brutal, uh, age, uh, brutal age group. And so, so long story short, ended up instead of three kids at college, ended up three kids at doing college at home, At home, um, mm-hmm. and I, there was a silver lining. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was nice yeah. to have the kids around and have, you know, get that extra year with them. Uh, but you know, obviously, it was brutal, and it's it, like we're all in the same boat. Where it's uh, brutal with our worrying about our parents, especially early on, and you know, not being able to see people and uh, de- de- dealing with that stuff.
0: I totally, uh, totally hear you on that. I, I, I enjoy my children a lot. Yeah. Uh, mine are a little younger; they're thirteen and ten, and I just, I loved having them around. There was no yeah. secret about that. Um, Before I ask you about sports, though, because, you know, sports was impacted in so many different ways. And you being a former basketball player, but also just a former athlete, um, I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts on how sports were handled. Um, You uh, joined an organization uh, that is promoting antibody tests. Can you explain a little bit about your motivation from that and just how you how that became a thing? and you know, I'll, I'll probably have follow-ups just because I always wind up having follow-ups, but why don't we start it there?
2: Yeah. And I'll, I'll start with a little bit of a, a longer answer in that it, 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 it cause it's uh, relevant. Joined a company called Diabetomics in 2011. And that was because of the diabetes side right? and some tests. And yeah, we they mentioned were, that in the open. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and the, the tests that they were doing and we have uh, a number of tests, but but some of them are for antibodies for diabetes, to detect diabetes and to be able to tell what kind of diabetes you have, type one versus type two versus what they call a type one and a half, which is obviously kind of a a, a blend. Um, but we've been working on that for years and had some some proprietary technology um, that when COVID hit. The CEO and founder and uh, just genius uh, uh, science person um, said, you know, we can develop a test that will, I, I think we can uh, uh, measure antibodies for COVID. Is this something, and I'm, I'm chairman of the board, I'm also uh, invested in the company and believe in the company and been involved in it for 10 years. Um, is this so it was something- based on their track record. Like you Based knew- on their track record, I, I did a lot of, uh, you know, I've been involved in, in uh, going way back, you know, I've had diabetes since 1981. I uh, have a foundation for kids with diabetes that we started in 94. We've had a basketball camp for kids with diabetes for the past 25 years. Um, so I've been very active, very involved in diabetes community. And so I found this, uh, was introduced to the CEO, founder of this company, um, as I said, around 2010, 11, somewhere in there, and really uh, we hit it off, and I really connected with what he was doing. Think it's so so important, and have been involved with that. So getting back to COVID, he he, he came and said, "Hey, I think we can um, detect antibodies for COVID, and this will be a big deal in the future." Um, you know, and he he, he just uh, was. Uh, new enough to say this, the way this will evolve, you'll start the PCR, the antigen tests are going to be more prevalent in the beginning. And then as you go through time, antibody tests is going to be very important. It's, it's what's happened with other diseases and this it will happen here as well. So I, you know, obviously go to the board and say, should we do this? Uh, and, you and, know, and the time and, and the investment and the board uh, said yes. And this is in the depths of COVID. It was like, we've got to do whatever we can do to to help in this situation everybody we've got to figure this out so um fast forward that we are successful um and that we were able to develop a test and it's now gotten approved uh eua by the uh, fda emergency use authorization by the fda and so it's an antibody test that all things we never heard of two years ago yeah we
0: nobody (laughs) yeah
2: exactly (laughs) (laughs) you know it's yeah it is pretty amazing the things that we all talk about it just
0: rolls off your tongue you're like emergency use oh of (laughs) course course,
2: emergency use of course (laughs) yeah of course (laughs) you know (laughs) uh so uh so we were able to, to to develop the test and then um uh get it approved and now it's you know let's get this test out there and 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 it's really become um the focus has become much more on it on antibody testing now with what we know about the vaccines which of is course. that they they That's wean, my natural follow-up yeah sure yeah they, they they lessen over time their effectiveness lessens over time and there's a lot of there's pieces to that that some parts of it lessen more than others and there's a there's a complexity to it but the but the simple is that it it wanes over time. Usually, kind of the accepted time is six months, and we had seen that. And this isn't controversial, obviously, in that the FDA's approved booster shots now. And the reason for the booster shots is because um, people are not as protected by their original shots as as time goes over. And this this we originally Israel had been a little bit of a. Um, test case for us or us as a country in or for the world really and that they had jumped on the vaccine and got in their population vaccinated sooner than the rest of the world. Like so AstraZeneca
0: it, was involved in that or something like that. Yeah, and
2: it was, and, and they did a great job of kind of getting it out, getting getting the adoption and so the scientific community was able to to watch what happened there and there was te- there were studies coming out of there saying listen, we're seeing the antibodies wearing off. Um, over time. And that's thus uh, obviously end of last this past summer was FDA was weighing should people do boosters? And then it pretty quickly became, yeah, we better do it. We got to do it soon. And by the way, uh, elderly population, those at most risk, we've got to get them the booster shots immediately.
0: More with our conversation on COVID and the NBA with Chris Dudley, the former NBA center in just a moment, but first, it is championship week in college football. Let's welcome back the head odds maker at Bavada, Patrick Morrow. All right, let's take a look at this week in college football and the games, the stakes just get higher. Um, that was the regular season finale Thanksgiving week. Now, we're in a position where you have the conference championship games. And in some of these kind of contests contests uh, has the playoff implications. However, this is something we talk about in the past college is a very regional sport so to win your conference championship to win the big 12 title is a massive thing and you know it doesn't always have to be about the national championship there can only be one national champion but uh, you know if you Pittsburgh and Wake Forest no one's thinking national championship. That is a massive game. And the world comes to an end if you lose that game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, Pittsburgh Wake Forest is an interesting one uh, because if we're previewing the ACC at the beginning of the year, we're talking Clemson. We're talking, you know, North Carolina on the upswing. Uh, Wake Forest looked really good. Uh, and, you know, they're in that conversation now. But, uh, it's just wild, yeah. yeah. It, it, and it has been that kind of year in college football where, uh, you know, Alabama, They had one loss. They could have easily had three losses this year. Florida, Florida, who fired their coach, uh, played Alabama, you know, real tough this year. Obviously, the Iron Bowl just occurred and they had to squeak one out there. Uh, Only one team has been consistent in college football this year, Seth, and it has been the Georgia Bulldogs who, uh, you know, the toughest game they had was 10-3 first week against Clemson defense has been that good the rest of the way and they have just rolled over teams in a way that we would usually see from an alabama or an ohio state georgia has been the only team that really deserves that number one ranking and it's why uh before we even get to these individual games they are the minus 220 favorite to win the college football playoff before even getting through the championship game before even getting to the playoff itself
0: that's crazy all right so the sec title game and there's a scenario where both could get in if alabama wins Is this the first time Alabama's an underdog this season?
1: Seth, this isn't just the first time Alabama's an underdog this season. This is the first time Alabama's been an underdog since 2015. 2015, Nick Saban has been a favorite in every single game. And he is a six and a half point underdog against the georgia bulldogs uh, in that sec championship game very cool stuff i mean we talked about this a couple weeks ago Uh, we had an early lineup georgia was three-point favorites there a lot of people thought we were crazy um if we asked me a month ago alabama probably still would have been uh, a slight favorite in this game Uh, but that consistency from georgia really holds true that defense is phenomenal they're figuring out a little bit offensively and there are question marks with alabama that you usually don't have this late in the college football season so Uh, You know, uh, the SEC, once again, uh, considered the strongest conference in uh, the country. And if Alabama wins this game, Georgia will not be knocked out of the playoffs. However, of course, if Georgia wins this game, a two loss, Alabama will be gone. uh, And it'll it'll be deserving this year, because like we said, they could have lost far more than two.
0: So then there's other teams that have implications. So you have the AAC, the American Athletic Conference. That's Cincinnati, Houston. That's you know a double-digit favorite situation, but Cincinnati needs the game. Same thing for the Big Ten. Michigan needs the game. They're up against Iowa. Tell me about Houston, Cincinnati.
1: Yeah, Seth. So uh, poor Cincinnati. Uh, all they've done is win this year, and uh, all they get is uh, grief for it. I-, I get it. They're not in a good conference. Uh, Houston's not, uh, you know, an incredibly strong opponent, which is why Cincinnati is a ten and a half point favorite at Bavada going into this one. But with all the chaos in college football this year, you know, Ohio State has two losses, Alabama struggled. All all they can do is win and they've won and they've won decisively. They've got a win over Notre Dame, who's also kind of maybe in the conversation, but not really just because it is so wide open. Uh, I I don't see how you can keep them out if they win this game. Uh, It's not their fault. Yeah, they're gonna be an underdog no matter who they play in the college football playoff, but that's just how it goes. Uh, But they have to get through Houston first. Again, 10 and a half point favorites at Bovada. Uh, Houston taking a little bit more of the money so far and over under is sitting at 53 right now.
0: So then take me through Michigan, Iowa. Michigan had the big win over Ohio State. Could they have a letdown in the Big Ten title game? You could totally see that happening, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, Harbaugh finally got a meaningful win at Michigan. And what bigger one than the big one itself, uh, beating Ohio State, uh, crushing uh, their college football playoff and national championship hopes. And now Michigan, again, because of all the chaos in college football this year, maybe, maybe has a chance to make this college football playoff. So it's, a, it's you know, it's, it's not, you would hope it's not a letdown game. But hey, listen, Iowa has been no slouch this year. Uh, this will be tough. Michigan has not looked consistent despite that great result. However, they do come into this one, Seth, as 10.5 point favorites as well at Bovada. Over-unders, much, much lower. Our lowest of the weekend, actually, sitting at 43.5. Points will be at a premium. Iowa plays ugly, but Iowa is a tough opponent. Should be a good one.
0: And not to be undone, the Big 12 championship, Oklahoma State against Baylor. Again, Oklahoma State has one loss. If they win big, they're favored, but it's a close one.
1: Uh, absolutely. And uh, another example of a conference that uh, really, <laughs> really went away from the preseason projections. You know, we were laughing at the beginning of the year. That the Big 12 trophy would be going to a team that'd be exiting. We were expecting Oklahoma. We were expecting Texas uh, to have a, a really decent year, uh, but no, it's it's Oklahoma State. It's Baylor. Oklahoma State with the big win at Bedlam. They chased Lincoln Riley right out of Norman, Oklahoma, to USC after the game. So Oklahoma State fans are feeling pretty good going into this one. And uh, you're absolutely right, Seth. Oklahoma State is one of those teams knocking on the door that if they win big, uh, they could end up in that college football playoff. They are. Five and a half point favorites at Bavada in this one. The over-under sitting 46 and a half. And, uh, you know, if you want to look ahead at the futures, they are 14 to 1, which would make them the fifth largest favorite to win the college football playoff right now. So, yeah, a win in this game, and they are one of those teams knocking on the door. And to the extent this stuff matters to the committee, I've got to say that, you know, we have Notre Dame at 25 to 1 right now. I have to think with the Brian Kelly exit, and because it's it's a committee vote on who gets in. You're not just in on merit. That's probably not a team they're looking to bring in with an interim coach in that spot. So, uh, you know, if you like the futures game, you can take Oklahoma State fourteen to one. If you want to take them one game at a time, we got you covered at Bavada again, five and a half point favorites.
0: So to recap, there are futures bets on who's getting in. Who are the four teams that are getting in? In addition to all these separate games
1: yeah uh, absolutely and uh, i mean as we get closer to the games uh, that kick off this friday uh, the various championship ones you know the player prop betting the live betting is going to be nuts uh, there's going to be close to 500 different ways to bet every single one of these games so if you don't see something uh, you like uh, right now uh, i'm i promise you by kickoff or in game like i said with the live betting uh, you're gonna have just an embarrassment of riches to get after
0: all right. If there's any time for the NFL, there's a great game on Thursday night. The Thursday night and the Monday night matchups this week are fantastic, uh, including the return of Thursday night football on my Twitch channel. Uh, home, home, oh boy. The New Orleans Saints, a slight home underdog against those Dallas Cowboys. And you know, the Cowboys bring out the crazies. I could just hate on the Cowboys for three and a half hours. So easy to do. But uh, Dak Prescott and company, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, the Cowboys and the Saints. That's the Thursday night game. Uh,
1: Looking at this one, uh, uh, very tricky to uh, figure out what to make of these two teams right now. Um, You know, the Saints have obviously struggled offensively. Uh, Over under sitting at 47 right now, which is on the higher side this week. So we are expecting points in this one. But uh, yeah, that Saints defense is no slouch. They can keep things close. And again, that Cowboys offense, big question mark
0: got to be honest the sunday games i don't know uh there are some sunday matchups that are just kind of mismatches uh baltimore at pittsburgh 49ers at the struggling seahawks uh the raiders taking on the three in a row winning washington football team but uh you know you have a chance for some real dogs
1: you know between you and me uh the only game i'm really looking forward to on sunday patriots bills in prime time and you know, you mentioned Mac Jones. And I, I've got I, I've mentioned how valuable Twitter is, not just as a bookmaker tool, but as a betting tool. And when Mac jo- when Cam Newton was released, the very first thing I did, Seth, was go close our rookie of the year odds and go bet him elsewhere. Mac Jones was ten to one at that time for rookie of the year and he's now the odds-on favorite at Bovada. Uh, the Patriots are slight underdogs in this game at, against the Bills, but the Bills are only three-point favorites at home in this one in Bovada. This is going to be the biggest matchup of the week, and really it's no surprise that the Patriots are getting the vast majority of the bets so far in this one. Should be a great one on Sunday night, and like I said, I think that's the best game of the week.
0: Patrick, thanks as always. That is Patrick Morrow, the head odds maker at Bovada. We now return to a conversation that is very, very, very important. It's about COVID and antibodies, but it's also going to be about the NBA. Stay tuned, folks. Chris Dudley coming back up. Antibodies were being thrown away as uh, part of this what I find to be ridiculous arguments about vaccines. You know, um, I have the antibodies, so I don't need the vaccine. Well, that doesn't seem to make sense. And what I just hope people realize is that there's not an agenda here. You know, you didn't come on this podcast because you were getting paid. to. You know what I mean? Like they're not pushing something. And I, I just think that has to be said, because a lot of people hear anything about covid And they say, you know, uh, you know, what's what's his angle. And I I hate that. I hate that about life, you know, social media. I've complained about it in the in the last year. You know, I I didn't like college football. I'll, I'll tell you flat out. I didn't like college football because those kids were not getting paid. They were they were being used as sacrificial lambs. We didn't know enough about the virus at the time. And they were like, come hell or high water, they're playing. And I was just like, no, no, don't do that. You know, and like that but when i said i was anti college football i was called names on social media you know like there's right. something about that so you have notoriety look you ran for office you know you 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 you're you're not a you're not a, a an unknown person how hard has it been to be committed to something that you believe in because of the facts that you're presenting here how hard is that to use your name to back something like that when it gets argued about constantly
2: well you know I, I feel for it for me it hasn't been that hard and i and i i got friends and family members for that matter uh, all different perspectives on on all different things uh from politics to to the covid to be a hell of a podcast yeah I, that'd, be know, a I mean, podcast. that'd be a fun podcast I've got, I've got the, you know, got the spectrums, uh, got the extremes covered, or, or, I shouldn't say, but the, I go to each end. I hear you. And, and I think all you can do, and all I, and I'm a big believer in this, and I've talked about this, is that, listen, it's with the vaccine or anything else with COVID, it's different. It is different for different people. That when you're talking about somebody like my. Uh, my mother, with who's in her 80s, for getting the vaccine, um, it's a no-brainer. I mean, it, it, you know, a- absolutely. Now, if you're talking about my kids, then then there's a little more. You know, I I, I get the that the argument is not the same for everybody, or or I shouldn't say not the argument. The the risk reward is not the same for everybody. So. Treat everybody. And I think that's one thing we have to do is treat everybody with respect and say, hey, listen, here let's, we're going to lay out the facts as we know them. And also be humble enough, humble enough to know that we don't know everything because Correct. you can't know everything. And also be humble enough that with science, part of science is debate. And so I, I think debate and questioning different things when it's done with the right intentions it, it can be is healthy. Um, and, and is what we should do. And I think that's, that's the place I'd like to see us where, where we uh, talk about things with respect, respect each other, um, respect the results. And, uh, and so, that's, no, so in that regard, it hasn't been that. All this test does is gives you another uh, set of information to help you and hopefully with your doctor to make, make decisions. And um, and that's what we want. The more, to me, the more. Right, information. You want to
0: know how protected you are before yeah. you go into a shopping center.
2: There's, I, I don't understand the hesitancy to that. Well, I think exactly. And it was, uh, uh, I t- you know t- did our test on my parents, and they had gotten a vaccine, and they had gotten it earlier because of their age, mm-hmm. and so they were at the six month or whatever it was time frame, and. They didn't show positive. Now, with that, with our test, it, it, there's there's different types, and, and it gets very complex. But you can have memory, uh, basically, with the vaccine as it dis, as it wanes, as it as it strength lessens. You're more susceptible to getting COVID. You're still protected against the right. worst case of COVID because right. of those memory, which is the it. which is what you care about which is yes but yes that is what you care about but you also don't want somebody in their 80s getting a lesser COVID yep. you know Agreed. so you don't want and you also don't want people to get COVID even it'll be lesser and spread it so so you do care ultimately we all care about that we're not going to face the worst case obviously protect you from death but you also want to limit uh how much COVID there is out there so when they tested and found that and saw uh they didn't have that protection that that and the antibodies were uh low enough that they were not showing on our test it was like yeah go get your booster and get it right now and which which they did and the the thing that's a little bit scary about it is that i think a lot of the population was thinking well i got vaccinated i'm protected i'm whatever i'm, I'm fine I'm, I'm indestructible and right. that's not the case it's still Right. Be just because smarter, your app
0: tells you you are, that doesn't mean that you're perfectly healthy.
2: Yeah, it does. Yeah, exactly. So, so you want to make sure uh, your antibodies could be lessened for, you know, than you think they are and you still should be, you know, take some, take some precautions and, and avoid just as we have from the start of it, avoid getting in situations uh, uh, where, especially if you're at risk, um, if you're a high risk group, you know, don't put yourself in situations that. Um, are extremely risky. Well,
0: I, I want to tell our our audience. Uh, just nine weeks ago, so episode three hundred and nineteen of this show, uh, we had ESPN's TJ Quinn on. And uh, Chris, I don't I don't know if you're familiar with TJ's. I know you're familiar with his work, but yeah. uh, his situation. He got COVID before, uh, like February twenty twenty. He got it, and no one knew about it. He still is dealing with it. Like he's not better yet. And he was a young guy, you know, young, you know, our my age, you know, his 40s, marathon runner. Now he can't run. Uh, He's got a heart condition he never had before. Like it, listen to, and I'm not saying this to you, Chris, you're welcome to subscribe to the podcast too, but uh, to our audience, I I say, check out episode 319. um, TJ Quinn tells that story in grand detail. He gets really open uh, about his plight. And I just I think it's important. Anybody who dismisses this stuff, um, if this podcast can serve any positivity or or, or good, uh, listen to TJ's story. Um, if, If you're okay with it, what do you make of the controversial nature Of, I'll throw two names at you, Aaron Rodgers and Kyrie Irving. Two guys who I think their legacies have been impacted by the last couple of weeks Uh, for for Irving, probably a couple of months. It just seems like we're talking about athletes that are now going to be connected to this crap, for lack of a better phrase. I couldn't imagine being a player, a teammate of one of these guys and watching this unfold what a distraction, whether you are pro or anti-vaccine, whatever you are, that both of them have been handled so awfully. What's, what's your stance on Rogers and then also
2: Irving? Well, you know, I think with Roger, with, with Aaron, I think in, in eventually he did apologize. I think the biggest, problem he did you know other than uh, other than taking the vaccine or not taking the vaccine I mean that's uh, as we discussed that's people have different opinions on that but uh was not being was being cute with it you know telling the media he's he was just immunized yeah and 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 obviously that kind of meant you're vaccinated but then turned out he wasn't and he ended up apologizing for misleading people I You know, I think in the locker room, I think people, uh, athletes as a whole are a little bit, you know, they don't want to jump in other people's business. And so I think they, I I don't know, you know, I'm not sure if that was an issue in the locker room or not. Um, uh, because, you know, I think a lot of times they let people make those own decisions. Now, I think uh the, the, again the problem i you know i think he made a mistake i also don't think he was uh i, I think it, it it got a little out of hand where all of a sudden aaron Rodgers is like the antichrist i mean it just became so over the I, top right? venom against him i don't think it should it, it kind of gets back to what charles barkley said years ago be careful having athletes as your role models i don't right. want Always. you know I, I would rather you talk to your doctor than listen to me or, or anybody else about, you know, what you should do for your own health. I mean, and t- talk to your doctor. Um, uh, but and it just got, you know, the whole COVID joke this, this, uh, past week, I don't know if you followed that, but it just got where the wall, anyway, it's just gotten so, uh, uh, extreme. And I, and I think it's, uh, so I don't like I don't like the extremes of it, but I also don't like... I think he made a big mistake in not being upfront about it.
0: Back with more of this episode in just a minute. But first, we want to welcome a new sponsor to the podcast. Smile Brilliant. I used to know this girl whose name was brilliant. wonder if it's named after her. Nah. If you like me, you know there's so many teeth whitening products on the market. Here are some interesting facts about teeth whitening I can impart to you. Teeth whitening does not actually whiten your teeth. It just removes stains and restores its tooth to its natural color. So if your natural color is off-white or yellowish, well your teeth are going to be yellow. Teeth whitening does not damage teeth and it does not temporarily dehydrate. Tooth sensitivity is the result of tooth dehydration, not teeth whitening. Caps and veneers cannot be whitened because they don't have pores and stains to latch to. They're not part of your body. The key to teeth whitening is the delivery device. So long as a whitening product is a peroxide-based whitener, it will remove the stains. The number one whitening device recommended by dentists is the custom-fitted tray. You can have your dentist make your trays for $300 to $600 or head on over to www.smilebrilliant.com and use their lab direct mail in process for a fraction of the price you would pay at the dentist. Oh, and if you grind your teeth at night, like me, you can also purchase Smile Brilliant's custom fitted night guards, once again, for a fraction of the price the dentists charge. Once again, that's smilebrilliant.com. And use the coupon code SPORTS for an exclusive Sports with Friends discount. And since this is the holiday season, they have a Cyber Monday sale going on now. It's good until Christmas. Go to their website, www.smilebrilliant.com. Smile Brilliant. Now, if this was only a video podcast, you could see my pretty smile. Back to the show. For Irving, I all I thought was your careers are even superstars. Your careers are so finite. They're so short. I I cannot imagine a player in his quote unquote prime, not playing right now. I, 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 I don't, I don't get it. And I don't either. And I
2: think, you know, one thing that's, and I don't know Kyrie and I, you know, I, don't, I don't either. I
0: was at a game that he was at. He went to a Seton hall game. And I, I thought you had to be vaccinated to get
2: in the game, but I guess you yeah. didn't. Yeah, I guess you did. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's pretty upfront about it. Um, uh, and by the way, that 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 bothers me to a little bit. And I think we've done we've gotten so uh, that where it's all this or all that. It's like, listen, people who've gotten vaccinated can get COVID. Yeah. 30, in Oregon, I think it's up to 30% of the new cases are from double vaccinated people. Yep. And it's part of the reason we're doing, you know, with the antibody test is because it wanes over time. So if you really want to be, if you really want to prevent COVID, you should be testing everybody. Mm-hmm. Not, not just, just because you got vaccinated six, seven months ago, especially as we get more variants, doesn't mean you've got a past that you're, you're never going to get it. And so I think, anyway, so that's a... Uh, we've got to be careful with that. But, um, uh, and I'm, I'm in big favor of the cheaper, inexpensive tests. And just, we need to test people in different situations for for not just our tests on the antibodies, but with the antigen tests a, a, as well. Um, we should get them out there. And, and that's something like I did, we did for Thanksgiving. We tested everybody, you know, just to make, uh, make sure. Um, uh, but, to make sure so that you're not thinking about it. It's not thinking about, and, and also, you know, with a lot of these situations, I don't want to get into the, you know, who wants to be the, when did you get vaccinated, let me see your card, you know, what was the date, you know, when you get your, you know. Can you imagine? Could you yeah, imagine? And, 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 you know, I'd rather, I, you know, personally, I'd rather, if there's somebody who's unvaccinated, who I know hasn't seen anybody, and it's kind of remote and doing their own thing, you know, whatever. I feel more comfortable without them than the person who got vaccinated six months ago, who's going out to the clubs every night. <laughs> you know, and so, so it's a little bit of a, you know, there's a lot of variables here. So, well, you know, as you're saying that I'm
0: thinking uh, to be a single person and try to date during this time, it must be impossible. Like, yeah, no, it'd be tough. So yeah. awkward, but you know, I, and I'll just tell a, a personal example of, of of mine, you know, before this was this was when delta was going bonkers it was late summer you know early september and we were going over to my sister's for the holidays and we saw on instagram that my niece had been at a concert and like she's putting pictures all over social media of her with these massive crowds and we backed out yeah i don't want to be trolling people's instagram you know what i'm saying like yeah. I, that's not who i am as a person but we felt uncomfortable because of just exactly what you're saying
2: yeah and and i think there and that's fine and that, that makes sense and should be respected that if you're not uncomfortable and you know and it's uh no i think that makes sense and and uh oh wait i was gonna say about with uh you, you mentioned uh Kyrie to get back to oh yeah, uh, yeah. question was you know, one thing the the initial is oh that's being selfish. He's hurting the team. Well, yeah, but then if you think about it from his perspective, he's given up one of his years, uh, prime years. Who knows how much money he's given up this year? I mean, I mean, obviously people know. <laughs> you look it up on the no, internet. No, but
0: he's not. He's not eating ramen noodles for dinner. You
2: know. He- no, he's not. But he's giving up. He is making a huge sacrifice. Why? I don't know. I don't know what his justification is. I don't know if it's religious. I don't know if it's. I couldn't get over know. the, I couldn't get over the Washington
0: state coach. Like he doesn't make Kyrie Irving's money. No. Like, and he's out of a job now. I like, I'm, I'm like, wow. I, I'm I'm shocked uh, by that. And, and, and you see, I, I think that what happens is fans see the money that people make and, Chris, I, I would be shocked if you don't say the same thing that you were just born in the wrong time. Any yeah. athlete that played in the 80s and the 90s says, oh my God, why couldn't I have been born now? Yeah. <laughs> because no. No, of it, the money it, it, they 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 make now. So I believe me, that does not get lost on
2: me. No, no. And it, you know, personally, I would rather, I would like that they give somebody an alternative to get tested, even if it's every single day, than lose their job. And I especially feel that with people who are, and I I don't agree, you know, I don't necessarily agree with the decisions they're making, but I hate that we're getting where people are losing their life, making, I don't don't like how, especially like a nurse who battled through everything for us for so long and now is there a way we can have her tested every day and, or put her in a, a non, high risk area to that she doesn't lose her livelihood. Now, do I agree with this but, is but then I would say you're
0: a nurse, you're a nurse. Why you know the science. You've seen the evidence. True. I like, I like what uh, Carmelo Anthony, uh, besides the fact that he won my alma mater in national championship, yeah. uh, so he can literally do no wrong. Uh but Carmelo Anthony said that when he when it first came out, he was very hesitant because of things that he had read and things that he had heard. But what he did was he found his own research and he did his own studying and he talked to doctors and he talked. It wasn't the doctor that was showing up on his TV. It was doctor that he trusted, but he got the vaccine. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't mind if you're not first in line. And I don't I have nothing but respect for the the, the hesitation. But we've seen enough evidence now like we've it's been out for months we've seen the good it can do just get, get the goddamn vaccine. I, like, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I, I can't. Yeah. And, and mandate is such an ugly word these days, but if people were just responsible, then you, you wouldn't need that stuff. We wouldn't have to have that conversation.
2: Yeah. And I, yeah, I don't like, I, I, no, continue. I know. You,
0: I, I understand. But, but you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't want to have to go there, but the 30% of this country is not vaccinated and that's scary.
2: Yeah, no, it is. And it's, uh, it is. And I think, and you're right. And I'm hopeful time is our friend with this as far as adoption, because I know even myself, and I won't, I I talked to a doctor who was a top doctor who said at that time, and I think he's he's changed since then. But at the time he said, I'm not giving my kid, I'm taking it. But I'm not giving it to my young kids because they're going through. Adoles- and he kind of explained why and with the mRNA. And so that's where I like the healthy debate, where it's not yeah. you're evil if you say one thing, because a lot of the doctor he would never say that publicly, right? Because he'd be ostracized. He'd be, right. you know. And so, uh, but over time now, I think with the Delta variant, that risk reward. For him, where he said he did get his, you know, his 18 year old or whatever it was. So I, I do think the more. I think time is our friend, and like you said, um, with Carmelo doing the, talking to your doctor and over time and figuring it out. I get that, where, it's hard. I mean, you know, the vaccine's been out for, what less than a year. Um, it's less than a year, but it's more than six months, and we right, but. <laughs> If you're gonna do the
0: research, then do it already.
2: Yeah, do it. You know, I agree. I agree. I agree. I don't like the. What I don't like is the argument that it's just like the getting the polio or whatever. It's like, well, that's been out forty years or fifty years. You know, that's no. That's that's,
0: that. I, I get that. What I what my argument is is that you know, look at the percentages. Look at the percentages of people that have had adverse effects from it. Get get the vaccine. And I'm not, you know, Jerry Jones, I will. I, I've said this on the podcast before. Jerry Jones, who says a lot of stuff. <laughs> he just says a lot of stuff. He said that, yes, you know, it, we're all about our individual rights and choices, but in sports, we're team and it's supposed to be about we and not getting it is hurting the team. Ron Rivera, the coach of the Washington team, um, He's a cancer survivor. And he says, I hate going into my locker room thinking about it. Yeah. I want to think about how to win. And yeah. it's not happening. Like the distractions are everywhere.
2: I know. And- I wish we, uh, and, and and yeah, no, that's uh, be great to get rid of these. <laughs> be nice if we could just, <laughs>
0: but, but, but it's, it's so funny. And, and, you know, I, I knew we were going to go here just because we were talking about antibody tests. And we were, you know, we were going to have a COVID conversation and I respect the hell out of the fact that you and I can have this conversation and we acknowledge all the consternation that's going on in, in the world. And I think you and I want the same thing. (laughs) That's, that's pretty, pretty impressive. Um, I have a couple of NBA questions, but then I have some fun uh, team questions for your various teams that you played. Yeah. If if you'll indulge me. Um, Absolutely. Okay. Number one, um, the NBA is a brand now with streaming and Snapchat and Instagram live and all the things that the NBA does a great job of promoting its sport with. Uh, if you live in Cleveland, Ohio or, or um, Mississippi or Portland, and you're a Giannis Antetokounmpo fan, you have access to as many Milwaukee Bucks fans as you would the Portland Trailblazers. It doesn't seem to matter where you are in how you have a fan base. So the idea that, um, you know, the Phoenix Suns want to build their, their community. Well, yeah, they do to an extent, but if they can become a national brand, that's what the NBA really cares about. And the NBA has always been a superstar driven league. So it's, you know, my, my criticism of the league has always been, if you're not one of the six teams it cares about, boy, they really show it. You know you know what I'm saying? And right. you've been on both sides. You played in the NBA finals, but you were also on the New Jersey Nets when nobody gave a crap about them. Right. So what about now how it just, the geography has seemed to be wiped away and that if you are a fan of John Wall, you're a fan of John Wall. And it's different than when, than when you played.
2: Yeah, no, no, it is. And it, it's, uh, I think I thought Milwaukee, I, I really liked their story last year. And I think they kind of, uh, that their story resonates with what you're saying, where they were, there's a team from a, obviously a, a small market, the superstar decided to stay. Mm-hmm. They won the NBA championship and, and really the first time that a team had sort of done it organically, com- completely organically, um, probably since uh, Dallas with, with Dirk Nowitzki. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, analogy, maybe, yeah. maybe you could argue Golden State before they got Durant uh, mm-hmm. the first time. Um, but uh, I, I just thought it was a, it was a great story. And now the argument that you have to be in LA, Chicago or New York to maximize your off court um, revenue, I, I, I just think is less is becoming less and less and less. And, and you're seeing it, and, uh, you know, uh, New York, unfortunately, you know, the Knicks are much better now, and, and the Nets obviously are great, um, or can be, um, but in the NFL, you know, the Giants, and uh, you're just seeing where small market teams can, can succeed, and I'm hopeful in the NBA that that can continue, and people can Go to where it's great situations. Players can be in great situations and, and teams, and it gives gives. I think it's better for the league, and it's obviously better for those fan bases. And as you said, I've been in, you know, I played in Portland, I played in, uh, and I played for the Knicks. Um, yes, you did. Uh, So you know, played for the for the biggest and one of the medium market teams. So so I, I do think it's great how that's uh, how that's expanded, where you can be a player pretty much anywhere, and. Um, uh, you can, if you're good enough, and you, you're that type of player, they'll you'll get the recognition, and you, you'll you'll be seen.
0: The uh, the Jason Kidd trade that you were a part of is still it will go down in history. I mean, it changed the. F- I, I don't even know if the Brooklyn Necks exist if if not for that trade. I mean that was that was a quintessential uh, iconic deal that happened the marbury trade That was two superstars going and you were part of the you came back to the nets then
2: and they were fantastic yeah no that was, no, really I weird was that was, I was before that i i actually okay. played with the nets with uh well actually a couple of syracuse boy Derek coleman um yeah. yeah and uh uh kenny anderson and terry mills and sam Bowie, and that was uh I, I played with the Nets in the, uh, what was it, 90 through 93, my last, and that was a lot of fun, because we went from a team that was terrible when I first got there, I got traded at the trade deadline in Cleveland, went from a very, very good team, uh, one of the top teams in the league, to a team that was struggling, and they they ended up winning the lottery and, and getting uh, either Kenny or Derek, I forget which order yep. it went, but uh, Uh, And then by the time I left there, Chuck Daly was the coach. We were in the playoffs and, and we were an upcoming really good team. Um, And so that, that was a great experience for me. I played with Jason one year in Phoenix before, and before he went to uh, uh, New Jersey. And then obviously he had a, he had a great run there.
0: Uh, No, no, no secret about it. Um, You're seeing the Nets uh, wear those throwback uniforms now yeah what does that what goes through your mind because you know the nets have had a bunch of logos like for me the the stars on the side i grew up in new jersey so the stars on the side was my my uniform but the uniforms they're wearing now is like those are the ones that you wore like that
2: that's what that looks like yeah no it is and it's funny and i'm kind of you're taking me back because i, I the ones with the stars on side, I always love those. And love my, that. my, my image is uh, back when uh, ABA with, with Dr. Dude, J was my favorite player growing up and the, oh, the, cool. the, the big fro flying everywhere and he just, you know, just big hand in the ball and, and going coast to coast and taking off from the free throw line. But, uh, uh, and then it is, it does bring back, bring back memories when I see, uh, the tie dye, uh, uniform (laughs) i thought i thought we would never see those again yeah at the time i mean it's kind of like uh, i don't know if these are great or not but now they're popular and it's kind of you know what is it every styles come back around every (laughs) you know every every so often and uh so it's been fun for me to uh uh it's been a lot of fun for me to see and see their success and um uh, just to see those uniforms brings back uh, g- good memories. I-, I had a great time in Jersey.
0: That's a, that's very cool. Um, Portland, uh, you had two stints, if I'm correct.
1: You yeah, two
0: two yeah. stints. You finished your career there, and then decided to be um, to to make your home there. And that's you know kind of what was it about Portland? It's not to knock. The other cities, I don't think you're doing that by by saying it. What was it about Portland? And you and I are in the only states that you can't pump your own gas.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, you know, Portland is a lot like you know, Portland. Did, Portland Trailblazers are the Green Bay Packers of the NBA in that it's the the professional team in the state of Oregon. Well, I don't. know disrespect to soccer. But especially when we in soccer was not there when I first got to Portland, but it is the state's team and uh, incredibly popular. You have that just that relationship with the fan base. I was a uh, free agent and went went out to Portland and Jeff Petrie was the general manager back then. And uh, Rick Adelman was the coach and Clyde and were sort of Terry Porter, Buck Williams. Were um, on the team, and I just really love the environment there, the family, the family feel, and love uh, love my time there. Um, obviously, played there, as you said, played there twice. Some great teams um, in, in both stints, and then we stayed and, and lived there, and still still live in uh, still live in Oregon. And it's just a uh, it's a great place to to live, but it was really that it was a special, especially during the nineties, a special relationship between the, the, the players and the fans. And, uh, uh, one that's, uh, you know, that was really the only place that I saw it quite, especially, like I said, in the early nineties, you know, guys, would, people would see Clyde Drexler at the grocery store and he's just hanging you know, so the players were accessible, had a great, great relationship. Um, and it was just a, it was a fun experience to be a
0: part of. I'm so biased when it comes to Portland because, uh, I used to work, I was the backup uh, pre and post game host for the Seattle Supersonics in the late nineties. Oh yeah. And Seattle, Portland, that was the thing. And Kevin Calabro, who I worked with, with the Sonics, yeah. uh, he then went to Portland to become the voice of the Blazers and has expressed such genuine uh, appreciation for it, given that he, he's not from, there. you know, they, they, this was just the closest thing for him. And uh, the way they embraced Collabro, I was always very impressed. with.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I it's a great, collabro it Kevin really
0: Calabro is. is like a, I need to get him on this podcast.
2: Yeah, no, he's doing a great job and it's a special, uh, it's a special place. It's, it's a special sense, that sense of community. And and what, what I loved about it too was it's not just Portland. I mean, it, it's really the Oregon trail, but it's the whole state and, yeah. This is something I saw, and when later years later, running, uh, doing politics and traveling the state, it's just everywhere. everywhere. People want to talk about the uh, with the trailblazer and just a just a love. And part of that was built during the during the nineties, was uh, or and, and before that, where players they used to do exhibition Drexler, games yeah. across the state, and players would go up and do things, do certain things, and a uh, little bit of that, I, I think a little of that has uh, not so much important, but the NBA in general, as it's become more corporate and, you know, not as many exhibition get you sometimes that sense of uh, local, you know, gets, gets a little lost, but, but that also fits into what you talked about earlier, which is that nationalization where it's uh, uh, now you have fans, not just in your state, but across the, across the country.
0: No, it, it, it makes great sense. The uh, okay. La- last question. And, I really want to thank you for just an open conversation. This has really been enlightening. Um, Did you ever get so annoyed? What were you, okay. What were you annoyed with more? The fact that you were struggling at the free throw line or the fact that everyone kept asking you about it, because did you ever want to take a reporter and just punch him in the nose? Because it seemed like that was being talked about to you now, I can say I had nothing to do with that. I was too young. <laughs> I was just, right. but I watched it and I saw it. What, where, where was your anger? Was it more, I, I can't believe I'm still struggling with this or is it, oh my God, could they just
2: shut up? Well, it's you, the former in that if, <laughs> if I take care of the problem, then I don't have to deal you with know? it. So <laughs> I was upset, you know, I was always uh you know, it was something I wish I'd solved and gotten, it was, a was a better free throw. It, it frustrated me. I mean, I spent. And probably the fact that it frustrated me made it, maybe made it worse. I don't know, but, but. uh Well, you had a but, 16
0: year amazing career. I figured 20 years later, I could ask. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> you know,
2: it's something I lived with and it was tough and it was uh, you know, I was like, obviously I focused on the strengths and that's why I was able to play in the league for 16 years, but when you have a weakness, you, it frustrates you when you don't, that I didn't get, uh, didn't solve it and get better. And, and, and uh, so, you know, yeah, would, would questions get, uh, would you get tired of it? Yeah, but that kind of, that goes with the territory. And, you know, so that way I was more frustrated with myself for not for not doing it better. And as I said, I tried to concentrate spend a lot of time addressing, but then also focus on, all right, do make sure you're doing what you do do well and take care of business and get, you know, go rebound, block shots and we'll do whatever. Bill (laughs) Rapper used to
0: say that about you all the time. I I can picture it like it was yesterday. Um, He would say that. Um, How can people uh, reach out to you? How can they, how can they um, either ask about uh, the antibody test, the, the company that you're with, is there a website? Is there a link? We can put it in the show notes. Are you a yeah. fan of social media? I we, I've had you on it long enough.
2: I didn't know if you wanted to go there. Yeah, uh, no, social media absolutely. can be the cesspool that it is. But no, no, uh, no. So, so a couple, couple areas. So for on the foundation side, um, and as I said, we've we've had a basketball camp. Well, the last two years, we it's been uh, virtual because of COVID. But we've had a basketball camp for boys and girls with type one diabetes, ages ten through seventeen. Um, ChrisDudley.org is is the is the website there. Um, and so I'd love for love for people to, if they have a connection, kids with diabetes, definitely connect them to our foundation. And um, it really is a community. It's uh, I, I feel that's great. You know, the diabetes side has really been a. a uh, kind of the, uh, you know, the the curse that's actually a blessing in that, that it, yes, it was tough playing with having type 1 diabetes, um, but the blessing has just been the family that the people you meet, uh, just great people, great kids, uh, the community of diabetes is, is a very strong one. And so, so if they want, uh, so that's the foundation. And then for the COVAB test, which, which I, you know, I'm passionate about, I think is so important that, we realized that, uh, you know, and again, this isn't controversial. This is the FDA and everybody else talking about it that the vaccines lose some of their effectiveness over time, that it makes sense to find out uh, am I protected or do I have that same level of protection or should I get in and get my booster shot? Where, where am I at? Um, let's, let's you, you should do that. And you can go to our website, which is covab, C O V A B dot um, and then you go um, to
0: the show notes, I don't mean to cut you off, but if you go to the show notes that you're listening to this, uh, the link is right there.
2: And you can ask your, you can ask your physician because right now you get it. It's administered by a health professional. So you can ask your physician, uh, physician's office or, or the clinic, or, you know, uh, Henry Shine is one of our distributors and they've been great at getting it out to the, got to the clinics. Um, so there's a lot of ways to, to access it. And, and again, it's another, I say this with everything, and when I talk about diabetes, the, the same thing. If I offer any advice, is all right. Here's what I think, but also go to you know, go to your doctor if you if you don't have the antibodies and uh, it's not they're, they're not detected. Ask your doctor. All right should I go get the booster shot? Uh, I can
0: say this, uh, I appreciate your time. I was uh, I was absolutely thrilled to, to have you on the show. I just, I had a, I, I was I was a little nervous only because you can't talk about COVID without having a COVID conversation. And we had a great one. And I, I just, I really, really, I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show. Well,
2: and I, and I think that's important too, right? I mean, it's, you know, it's the world we live in and it, we should be able to talk about it. You should be able to, yeah. Um, yeah, and I appreciate you, you uh, spending time to dig into it uh, for your audience and, and I think it's something it's important that we we talk it's in, affecting all of us uh, in okay. so many different ways
0: podcasts are amazing in that sense because you can you can go anywhere you literally yeah. can go anywhere and they're they're intimate in nature and I, I just think they're they're the future of the spoken word and that's th- this is an example of how we can have a conversation that Neither one of us would say it's our favorite conversation to have, but we had it and we got to have the favorite conversation also. It, it was great. Chris, come back to the show.
2: Yeah, no, I really appreciate it, Seth. I enjoyed it. Yeah, enjoyed the conversation, so appreciate
0: it. That's Chris Dudley. My name is Seth Everett. Thank you so much for being with us here. This is another edition. We come out every Wednesday. Just uh, hit the subscribe button to get your podcast sent right to you here on Sports with Friends. We'll see you next week. If you want me to stay, I'll be around today to be available for you to see. I'm about
2: to go, and then you'll know for me to stay i got to be me you'll never be in doubt that's what it's all about you can't take me for granted and smile